Welcome back to the Avi Ohm Experience. This is part two of the conversation we had with Andrew, who's our landlord. That's the person that we are. Obviously, the Avi Ohm Studio space was created through a vision that he had many years ago by having this space and then deciding to move on. And obviously, we came in and we spoke, we aligned. And as you heard from the first conversation, just the universe aligned everything up and here we are but this is part two so we talk about more entrepreneurship we talk about success we talk about patience we even dive a little bit into minimalism you know, a little bit more and we even start talking about ebay so sit back and enjoy part two of this amazing conversation thank you for tuning in and thank you for your love and support this is the avi Ohm experience peace this year definitely seems to be like the year of learning patience. Just a lot of, a lot of opportunities, a lot of, you know, things that have been awaiting a lot of, um, you know, I sold my business in, in, uh, Arizona and it was like, you know, getting it, getting to the end point of it, it was like several tests where, you know, money wasn't coming through or, you know, transferring of things wasn't coming through. And it was just a matter of, you know, if, if I'm patient about this, it's all going to work out if I'm stressing about it or, you know, worrying about the dates that things are going to happen, you know, it's just, it's just going to get, keep getting pushed out. Same thing with selling the house that I had, that I had, you know, fixed up and, and listed for a while. It took a little bit longer, but, you know, I knew that it was going to come through. It was just a matter of when, and, um, I'm sure there's some other things too. I'm not really thinking of, but I know it's just been one thing after another, just been, you know, longer than I would have hoped it would have taken and you know patience has been a, a big thing for me and definitely looking forward to the next year to you know take what I've learned in this year and and make life a lot easier so what about you Bay? How, how's patience been you know how, how have you calibrated patience this year well I've, my patience has been tried tremendously this year holy moly um Patience is one of my uh, words that I will probably always, or energies I will always work on. However, I do feel I'm getting much better um, at patience because um, I move in. I move instead of patience, I move into trusting the process, um, trusting in divine timing, um, because what we want and what is meant to be can be two very different things. And so, um, when we trust the process. Uh, um, we need to surrender to the ego a little bit because uh, this human experience seems to be like right here, right now. I want it right now. I want it right now. I want it right now. And so often um, it doesn't happen that way. So, right. it, it's it's so hard. Mm -hmm. I am, and, you, and I'm just generalizing that. But it is difficult to be patient in a, in a society that's about speed, where patience is about slowing down, right? But when you're in a society of speed, you know, how do you calibrate patience when everything is against you? You're one of the most patient people I know. You do really good with patience. You know, I don't know how. And maybe that was my entrepreneurial trait, patience. Yeah, because yeah, you don't get riled. I, 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 I can count on one hand how many times you've been upset. And we've known each other for a minute now. Um, you, it takes a lot for you to get upset about something. Right. And, you know, and I'll give you the one the one that I remember. And it's, it goes back to what, you know, similar story that you had, which was 
this was in Miami, was in an, uh, an accident. Somebody was, oh. you know, fiddling around with the radio, whatever. And, you know, and next thing you know, it starts swerving. And, and this lady, and so I clipped the back of her side and her whole truck like flipped over the hood, kind of like the Matrix. Well, she clipped you because she was right, all over the road. because she was yeah. all over the road. And so anyway, what happened was, you know, you know, yada, 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 you know, tickets. She got the ticket. I didn't get no tickets. A few days or a week later, I get this thing to appear in court because she was suing me. And I was like, what? I'm being sued. I didn't do anything. And it was like a, it was three weeks out before I had to go to this, you know, to the hearing. Oh, my God. Those are the worst three weeks of my life. I was. <laughs> you were you were frantic. Yeah. yeah. I was I was every day was just nothing. I was stressful. It was and I was going everywhere with it. Anyway, the day of it, you know, um, and AV goes with me. Uh, we go there. Uh, the lady doesn't even show up. <laughs> wow. Didn't even show up. And so the judge says, um, well, it says this is dismissed unless you want to come back. But if not, then, you know, here goes your 25 bucks for showing up or something stupid like that. And um, and that was it. And that was the end of it. But point being is how my mind took that in all these different places. Right. And I was stressing out. and Three weeks of stress. Three weeks of stress. And that riled me up. And then... But I learned something from that, which was, you know, why did I not to take myself in those places when you can't control the outcome until you're in that moment, in that space? And um, it was the worst. I mean, I remember I was getting sick. I had headaches because, you know, worry and stress, you know, lowers the immune system and it just leaves you open for all types of, you know, attacks, so to speak. Dis-ease, right? right? That's what they say. Right. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah. But no, I think patients... You know, patience is very interesting. I think it comes with more, you know, the, uh, to be patient is to observe. And I think most of us don't even know how to observe properly. I'm going to add a word. To be patient is to observe without expectation. No attachment. But now, but now let me ask you this, though. And both of you guys, you know, when it comes to an entrepreneurial mindset, shouldn't you not have a, an expectation, especially if you have employees, especially if you have people who depend on you to show up? Shouldn't you have an expectation from an entrepreneurial mindset? For me, no. Um, it's going to sound counterintuitive. Um, I trust the knowing that everyone comes in at the, the exact time of whomever comes in and whoever comes out because it's that knowing that is the guidance that leads you forward whether or not it's an expectation. It's not an expectation because if you step into expectation, you're going to end up suffering because it doesn't happen the way that it happens typically. I mean, there's a, we've been very blessed with, with the studio. I mean, obviously we got the trademark infringement. We didn't expect that, but however, that whole situation, look what it's done for the studio. It's increased business. It's not, it's not declined business. So we could have either, that's a huge blessing. We didn't know the blessing at the time. We trusted that it was a blessing, but still the frustrations and the emotions came out of it. But um, now everything is completely in alignment. So the biggest challenge has been releasing expectation and stepping into the, there's that word again, trusting. It's the knowing, it's the consciousness. At least that's for me. Right. So how about you? And I, mean, I know when it comes to, again, you having employees who rely on you, I mean, isn't there an expectation for you to show up and an expectation that, you know, you derive from yourself and from others? Yeah, there definitely is an expectation. I think I've, you know, I've always made myself available um, with all the other ventures I have. That's always been a concern is, you know, is he taking us seriously? Is this just, you know, a little side thing he's got going? Um, 
So there is definitely an expectation of, you know, trust with me. I'm always available. You know, I, I try not to micromanage. There are times when I have to step in, um, and ask some questions and hopefully that that's not offensive, you know, but yeah, you, you have to trust that, you know, you put the right, you put the right people in the right seats on the bus and they're going to take it where it needs to go. Um, you do have to have some direction. Um, but yeah, it's it's def- there's definitely an expectation there. I I want to um because I think this is interesting. Um because with working with you, obviously we haven't known you forever yet. I mean a year sure. now. <laughs> um but uh It does. Yeah. It seems longer. Yeah. Well, it's been very it's been an easy relationship. Construction will do that too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um but one of the things um that I don't know if we've shared this with you. Um we are so grateful that you um, allowed us to do and follow our vision here because there are many, many people out there as landlords that micromanage. And um, I mean, obviously we share with you a vision and what things look like. And I said, do you want us to show you a plan? And you're like, I'm cool. Like I I trust that you guys are just going to do it with what you want to do. And that when you said that i will tell you it was like thank you because um you you don't like to be micromanaged i hate being micromanaged and so uh, the last thing i wanted was someone to say you can't do that you can't do that <laughs> you can't do that and you didn't and it was just um and i i think once you start you started to get to know us and what the vision that we were creating that you were just like just do what you need to do. And um, so we're like incredibly grateful for that, that we, um, that you valued where we were going with the business and things like that. Well, I'm so. thankful for such great tenants. Yeah, it works. <laughs> the building's amazing. I, you know, it had a good framework, but you guys really made it something spectacular. So, well, that's partly your doing because you allowed it to happen. There was, there were no roadblocks when we did the space. So, you know, it was just, it was, I mean, obviously um, we have the best contractor in the world, which obviously, you know, and um, I had a vision and it was, which is so interesting to me because I can tend to, I don't micromanage, but when I see a vision, I want it to be that vision. And then when you have, when you give someone, like I gave him the freedom just to do what he needed to do. And um, that was very not normal for me, whereas I was typically in, but I also lived a half hour away. I couldn't be here. And um, so he would send texts and, and do things. Um, and I'm like, a hundred percent, like, go, like, just, do it and then it became like i just just do what you need to do like even like the sign out on the front i mean i, I didn't know what he was going to do i'm like Here, here's what we're we're thinking he goes i'll just do it i'm like okay you know so it was just how beautiful when you let energy flow that's organic like these conversations are are organic and then and then you trust what you let the vision take its course too, instead of controlling the vision. Yeah. I've been there with graphic design before. I mean, with all the different businesses and ventures I've had, there's been a lot of graphic design. And when you find the person that can just take a few little thoughts that you might have, and when they give you something, it just blows you away. You can't confine them to, you know, I need this and that. And no, it needs to be more round. You know, you have to let them use their creativity. And it turns out to be much better than what you have would have ever expected so i can see that with your contractor as well yeah I, and you know it's it's 
this is fascinating because you kind of mentioned it, and I think that in going kind of going back to it a little bit because you know I'll take every opportunity to go back and talk about minimalism. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that when you take minimalism, right, and for me meditation, and it equals out to the same thing, which for me is space, right? And it kind of makes sense. Minimalism is about creating space. For me, meditation is about creating space. Meditation inner, minimalism outer, right? But it's all space. But what I'm getting at is that there's so much information, again, as I said earlier, that can be had from space, empty space and all this other stuff. But one of the things that I find fascinating about this space is that it has a story. And so it wants to tell its story. And so, you know, in order for its story to be told, you know, we have to give it the space in order so it can speak it, right? And so when people come in, they have this feeling like this, ah, oh, you know, I don't know what it is, but I feel, I feel good here. And for me, that's because the space is telling them a story that they're connecting with emotionally, a story that they can't share with us because they don't even know that a story is taking place. They just come in with this feeling emotionally. They're having this conversation with this space because for me, NAV, like this space is alive. It's another relationship that we have. You know, it's not just me and AV in a relationship, but it's also the space we have a relationship well, we, with. We continue to feed it, though. Also. It, well, and that's what's important. Like any relationship, you have to feed it. You know, you have to honor that. And so, you know, and, and it's been, you know, and it wasn't always like that for us. It's, it, it's been through awareness and us understanding that, that space. And we never called it space, but that's what it wound up for us being is that it has, it carries a relationship and you have to honor that relationship just like you would with, you know, pets, kids, you know, um, parents, friends, yeah. you know, you, 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 once you honor that relationship with a person, imagine when you're honoring it with a space that has an endless amount of potential because the space never once has judged you since you walked in and it won't judge you when you walk out. Not like people, people will do that. Right. You see, and so to have... So it's almost, and I could understand when they say that space is like universe, it's like God, it's like source, because there is no judgment, right? You just come in with a good feeling, if it's infused with good feelings, and you leave with good feelings, if it's infused with good feelings. And I think that's what's important about having that space, about creating it both outer and inner. Well, when you create space without judgment, it takes on an energy of its own, and a lot of times it can... It can teach us <laughs> the studio um we had a vision for the studio with a specific name <laughs> and that whole everything that we had planned is not what's happening today including the name so um it's taken on an energy of its own when you give it the space to do it right right and so but i do want to talk about uh, i do want to get your um andrew get get see what you think about this and actually, I, I, I came across this thing, and I actually read this article. And, I, and it's in this article, I think, and I'm not going to read this entire article. For those into the podcast, it's uh, theatlantic.com. And the article, the name of it is The Real Roots of American Rage. The Real Roots of American Rage. Before we started this podcast, you had mentioned something. <laughs> and um, the reason why it's interesting, because I had seen this earlier today, and I read it earlier today, and then you shared with us off podcast, kind of the situation you had with basically a troll, someone kind of like, you know, feel like attacking you just for, you know, you stating something. But the premise of this article, and I'm just going to read one part of it, but the premise of this article, The Real Roots of American Rage, rage is how we as a culture have become very angry and how this anger is 
amplifying, like this anger is no longer set towards, you know, an anger towards someone you know, but now it's towards anger to everything, groups and everything, and we're seeing it everywhere. We're seeing anger and, and rage in politics. We're seeing anger and rage in, you know, schools, you know, me against you and all this other stuff. Um, and this is the part of the article, and it's a long, it's a kind of a long article. I'd recommend anyone to read it. I'll put it in the show notes. Again, it's from The Atlantic. And this is the part that I thought was interesting to me. Um, on the study, they concluded that anger or rage is one of the densest forms of communication, but it's also one of the truest forms of communication, anger and rage, which is I, it's kind of like, whoa, what do you mean? <laughs> it conveys more information more quickly than almost any other type of emotion. And it does an excellent job of forcing us to listen to and confront problems we might otherwise avoid. Anger and rage. And so it's true, but we're, but my question then to you, Andrew, is like, why have we gone to this extreme of anger and rage and so much people so angry and stuff like that? You know, what did, why are we at this point in, in our culture? It, that's, it's a tough one to even put into words, I guess. I, it almost feels like an entitlement thing, like getting real deep here, but, you know, it feels like babies that don't get their way or, you know, their opinion wasn't taken to heart by somebody else or, um, you know, it's like without getting too deep into politics or into politics at all. I mean, it's just him versus him. And, you know, if you don't listen to the way that, you know, I feel and take that to heart and, you know, tell me that I'm right, that's when the, the rage kicks in. And it's really, it's really disheartening to me, you know, and just like I wasn't today when I ran into something similar, you know, it wasn't even, I wasn't even angry that the person, you know, started attacking me. You know, I didn't, I just gave an opinion. I, you know, I would have listened to their opinion as well, but then they start, you know, with the personal insults and it's like, well, I'm not going to listen to a word that that person has to say. Why do they think that, you know, doing it in out of anger is going to change my opinion? You know, it's like when a kid doesn't get their way, you know, the, the bigger temper tantrum they throw, is that really going to make me want to, you know, do that for them or give them what they wanted, maybe to make them shut up. But, right. you know, I, I just, you know, today when I was being attacked, I just said, you know, say whatever you want to. This is my last time I'm going to comment on this post. And they just continued to belittle me. So it's really, you know, my heart hurts for that person because they're just so far out in left field. You know, I, I never want to insult somebody because of their opinion, whether it's right or wrong. What do you think about that? I, um, I completely agree with the entitlement. And interestingly enough, um, I hope Gary listens to this podcast because we're like giving him. Hey, massive this is the praise. one that we can send him. Maybe this is the one we send him. Um, uh, he talks about um, where we, as a culture, now we give like first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh places, um, where it's everyone wins. Or, um, 
which is great that everyone wins, but I think that this, that's a self-worth situation instead of an entitlement situation. Anger is a sense of an entitlement situation where they're not getting their way. So their ego is being offended, which we've had multiple conversations on. The ego looks for things to be offended. This particular person is looking for things to be offended by, and you're just happen to be the target. Um, of that. And so that is, that goes probably way back on some trigger in that person's psyche or, or being, um, that whether it was, you know, bad, good or indifferent, it's, it's a carryover. So there's a victim mentality in, in that person where, you know, this, this rage is the sense of entitlement. It's interesting that this article says that that's one of the ways to get, um, through to people, or it's the clearest way to communicate. Um, I would have to disagree with that. Um, I feel that maybe where the article is going is that may be current times of where we are as a culture, that the majority of people are sitting in anger and rage. I will tell you that part is true because there are... Um, we're stuck in fight or flight. We are stuck in stress. We don't know how to deal with stress. We don't know how to deal with anger. We're not taught that. And there's where the problem sits, um, which is why we have this studio. So um, we don't do a good job at teaching people how to maneuver through situations or how to de-stress. Um, we teach them how to band-aid, but we don't go to the root. So that person who was targeting you um, did not have a very good way of releasing what that trigger was within them. And so they've band-aided it their entire life and now it's become a volcano and they just, you know, bless you for seeing not taking that personal, right? <laughs> One of the four agreements, not taking things personal. Um, it's easier said than done though. Um, especially when you, you, you see this attack, you know, being, being made on you. But I, I, uh, um, I don't feel that anger is the way to communicate. Um, I feel love is the way to communicate, um, communication. Yeah. Um, uh, however, but look at our world we can't hug anybody. You know, you can't even look at somebody in the face of somebody like, ah, like you're getting too close to me. Um, that's not what happens in this studio. We're like massive huggers. I mean, we tell people like, oh my God, like with our contractor, I'm like, I'm sorry, but I love you because I'm so appreciative <laughs> of how much you have, how much you've helped us. I hope you don't take offense to that. He's like, I don't take offense to it. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> but you almost have to preface like that. You tell somebody that you love them because somebody may take offense to it. So, um, we talk, we very much use the love word and with all the people here. So yeah, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to root for love. So, so what social media has done though is given everyone a microphone. Yeah. Right. And it's where so before, works. right, where before it, it wouldn't have been heard that this, you know, this person's disagreement, but now it has. And, you know, in, in AV and I talk about this, I typically say that social media is, is a double-edged sword. It's a great thing. And also one of the worst things that I feel has happened on, on both fronts. And so, but, you know, and I speak to both you guys, you know, as business owners, you have to have a social media presence. You know, for my for my mom, mm -hmm. you know, Facebook is the internet. You know, <laughs> yeah. she, there's Facebook, and then and then Facebook is the internet. And so, she doesn't think the internet is a separate thing. Right. That without it, Facebook wouldn't exist. For her, it's the other way around. Facebook is the internet. That's why the internet exists because yeah. Facebook has the is, is it. And um, 
But how do you, um, you know, how do you, you know, not the word balance, I'm just going to bring that word, but how do you balance that, you know, that, you know, the social media presence that you need to have as an entrepreneur, but at the same time, kind of preventing yourself from getting, you know, pulled into these, you know, trolls and, and conversations. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, but when you, when you take the high road and you, you know, you, you communicate the way you'd like to be communicated with and treated the way you'd like to be treated with, it definitely definitely makes it easier. I can't imagine trying to keep up with, you know, you you search hard enough, you can find anything to, you know, go against what somebody's opinion is. And some people just have too much time on their hands, I guess, really, is what it comes down to. But, um, you know, I look back, you know, I've got time hop, and you look back to some of the things you posted 10 years ago or six years ago, and it's like, man, why would I write that? I just... <laughs> And it's scary that that's all out there still for your kids to find right, out. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's just you, you have to be careful what you say, but at the same time, you don't want to, you know, mute yourself. You know, I, I have things I believe in, and I'm going to speak my mind on them, you know, in a loving way. Um, so it, it can be difficult. You know, you've got your business pages which you can kind of hide behind and be politically correct about. Um, and on your personal account, you know, you can speak your mind a little bit more. I find that Twitter's kind of the place where I, you know, vent a little bit more, you know. Oh, yeah. Try to be positive on Facebook. Twitter, I, Twitter, know, I might oh, vent a Twitter's little bit. a barn fire, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, kudos to you for being on it. Wow, that's, yeah. that's a tough one, man. <laughs> Twitter's really, I think, has gone complete to me. I just, my opinion's completely yeah. gone downhill. Yeah. So I guess that's how I, how I balance it, if, if you will, is... You know, Facebook is kind of the closer friends and family and business colleagues that share similar views. And Twitter is where I complained to T-Mobile for not giving me my refund on something two months ago that I returned. Or eBay for screwing over sellers, stuff like that. So you can go read that stuff if you want. (laughs) 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 Um, How do you, in love, and I know you're really good at social media. I love social media. And you keep it focused you know you're just really you you put a lot of your time and energy in facebook and it's worked out for you well i choose to see facebook uh different than maybe a lot of other people see it as i see it as a conversation between consciousness god and myself so everything that i put out there is a note to the universe um and whoever wants to um entertain that conversation can like or post or comment or whatever they want to do but that's that's my declaration every day so um so that's why I like it because why wouldn't I not want to have that conversation with source um so that's how I choose to see it so for me it's um it's a conversation uh a higher conversation I I I get a little brave sometimes and throw some things out there that people let me know about um but um otherwise you know i um what i put out there is what i'm going through you know obviously transparency has been my word this year and so um i'm not the type of person that's going to hide behind my emotions and feelings and things like that um i try to make it real for for and i i've said this before for for some reason people think that because of the work that I do that nothing happens to me. And I'm like, oh my God, probably more stuff happens to me. Um, but maybe the way that I maneuver through it 
is um, uh, um, maybe I know how to maneuver through it a little bit differently is how I should say. Not not easier. It's not easier. Um, but I, I share those tools uh, to maneuver with as many people as possible because I'm not going to walk through life as a victim. I'm going to walk through life with how can I learn as many things as possible. And um, and when you have that that mindset, soul set, we just taught a class on mindset versus soul set. Um, if, when you have that frame of um, awareness, life is a little bit easier. When it's life is life is not happening to you; it's responding to you. And so, um, I think that. <laughs> that sums it up right there. I've noticed a lot in dealing with you, just the positivity. Like there's, you guys message me about a challenge that we have with the building or something. And it's like, I just want to, you know, I want to have anger about that happening or whatever. And you're like, no, we got this. It's, you know, our contractor's going to be here with a plan and this and that. And, you know, just the positivity that, that you, you know, put out there is definitely seen. You know, the positivity, the truthfulness, you know, I, I can, I can see that, you know, I, I might think that one of the, the memes you put out there being truthful, I can definitely see that there's something going on that you're dealing with, but it, it's in a positive way, really, you know, like I got this kind of, kind of mindset and that's very, very cool to see. Yeah. You, I, I try to be, um, I mean, there, there are times when you post something that is just, it's an energy that's going on with clients or whatever, but a lot of it is specific to what we are seeing or what I'm experiencing in that week or, you know, something, something that's going on. Um, and you just try to be as transparent as possibly, you know, through that, obviously, you know, um, um, I feel the building settling down now, meaning it's, <laughs> I think, I think we're, uh, it's, it's adjusting to, um, what, what we're doing here. Um, but there were a couple of things that were like, Oh, 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 like, what, what is that? Like, what is that? And, um, and then we had conversations like, Oh my gosh, like, is this a bad, is this a bad investment? Like what, why is this happening? And then, you know, we meditate on it or we pray on it and it, it's just like, no, it's a breaking down to rebuild. It's, it's a readjustment. It has to recalibrate the energy that you had in here is not the same energy that we had. It's two very different businesses. It can't, it can't be the same space. So it was, it was like a, a stirring the pot and readjusting and things like that. I mean, We've had a um, a lot of things, uh, interesting things happen in the building. <laughs> um, obviously, the building is very, very old, but um, cool things, like super cool things that, um, you know, we have to write a book about all the things that have happened. But uh, And I think because it goes back to what we were saying, it just, you know, this, again, space is just calling for attention. You know, when you, when you give something attention, just like in a relationship, you know, um, then something else says, well, hey, look at me here. Pay some attention to me too. <laughs> okay, we pay some attention to you too. And well, look at me back here. Pay some attention to me too. And so, but It all wants some love. It all wants some love. And so it's just a matter of responding to the love and saying, okay, I get you. You know, we, yeah, we got to, you know, this pipe got to go in this direction now instead of this direction, for example. And so, you know, and so you would, and you adjust that, you know, you say, okay, you want to go in this direction? That's fine. Let's adjust it to go in this direction, whatever that may be. And so it, it goes back to that. But one of the things I want to come back around is that it's, it's, a, it's going to be fascinating, just like you're saying, what social media is going to look like, you know, 15, you know, 12, 15 years out from now. Because, I mean, the way that we're all transcending into, into that, you know, which is the form of communication 
And depending on, you know, it's, it's such an open platform now, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know that we can be manipulated, that's the word I'm going to use. We didn't know we can be manipulated into, into being led down this path of, you know, voting for this person or not voting for this person, you know, having our minds, our egos hijacked, how easy it was to hijack our minds. And yet, you know, we were arguing over, you know, fake news, basically, you know, it was false. And we were so both arguing over two fake standpoints. Mm -hmm. So we didn't, we didn't know how vulnerable that information would, would is or would have been. And that's something that they couldn't have been thought of when they first came up with this platform. But it's fascinating to me to see where it's going to go now that we know that. But the, the fact that open communication can be, you know, on a stage and it can be seen because speaking about meditation would not have been possible on a platform as such as, you know, Facebook or even Twitter or, or, or YouTube and stuff like that. We wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now. Without it, right? Because most people wouldn't know. And so when it comes back, when I, so when I bring it back around, we were talking about success and, you know, we, we touched on some other things as far as social media and things like that and, and anger and rage and, and stuff. But my thing is, and, and you've, you've, you have, you said quite a few nuggets um, throughout this conversation, but one of the things I want to come back to is, you know, the idea of success and kind of like how you, cause I want to kind of wrap this again and wrap it all up in that. And so if you was to say, or, or, you know, what can one person do that can, you know, kind of not guarantee, but kind of bring them down that path to success? What's one, what's one thing that you would recommend that, you know, that, that they can do? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I guess don't, don't think about it too long. You know, I, so many people have paralysis analysis when they're looking to, you know, start a venture and, you know, they get tied up in their own underwear trying to <laughs> trying to figure out what they want to do or how they want to do it or what space they want to rent or, you know, what. Like, what like we did like two years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no I will, it's, yeah. it was not, a, but a, a, but it just, uh, and I don't let you, no, but it's so right because you, you get so caught up in the details that you don't ever take action. Right. right. You, you keep on planning. But anyway, continue. I yeah. Like I mean, there were times where I think I moved. <laughs> Ultimately, where this computer store was, I moved it like three times. I've moved it a total of four times before I finally found the right location. And I didn't, it didn't really matter at first, you know. And I really just kind of fell into retail because I was in a plaza with retail and, you know, why not have it? So, you know, just, you know, you have a good idea, just try to roll, try to roll it out as quickly as you can. I mean, give some thought to, you know, the systems you're going to have in place and, you know, it's a, a lot of times it's a big investment. It doesn't have to be all the time. Um, but I, I think that's what it comes down to is people are just so scared to take the leap, you know, um, that they just never do it or somebody else comes out with it, you know, a couple months later and you just decide you're not going to do it because they're, they probably got it all figured out and why bother, you know? Do you, do you change so, your mind a lot? You know, I change directions quite a bit there's certain it feels like i'm really passionate about something and then you know uh this is just kind of draining i'm not real i'm not super interested in you know i can't even give you an example right now but i do i do change directions from time to time or you know i'll still keep that idea going um but maybe on the back burner i'm not doing as much content for that particular idea um because this other one i think really could turn out to be something good 
you know, if I put my energies there. So I do, I do change gears from time to time. Because I do that a lot too, and I'm wondering why do we do that? And obviously, it's two. We do it in two different ways, or whatever. I change my mind a lot, and you change your mind a lot. And is it because he changes direction, not his mind? He changed direction. I changed my mind. Is that because we're not clear? Because I don't know. I would say from my from my seat, it, something might get boring or stale, and I need a little bit more excitement or you know something that's going to affect more people and be more exciting, you know, as a product or a service. Um, I can't wait to talk about the, the idea. I keep you know subliminally hinting at because i think it's going to be really cool but um just you know i lose focus on a website that i started for farmhouse decor because you know it's difficult to find vendors that have a real-time inventory solution and i'm canceling orders because i can't fulfill them you know that that was an exciting concept to me a couple of weeks ago when i could take a shopify site and build it but now it's like draining so i'm going to shift my efforts to something i could put you know, more time and energy in that's going to give me more fruits of my labor. So. I'm, su- I'm surprised though, and then we've had some, you know, off the mic conversations because yeah. you still do eBay, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you still do it. Kudos to you, man. I, I mean, I was it's, I was in and I was out. I was done. It was too much. Yeah. I, I'm good. I made yeah, it. Yeah, you can read my uh, my tweets to find out more <laughs> information on how I'm feeling about that right now. It's just there's no seller protection. No, it. there is none. You know, there's it, never been any. Yeah. But I there think used to be a day where you could leave negative feedback for buyers. You know, I've been I've had people return stuff that was clearly written as used and, you know, no returns. Oh, I got this. It was for a Christmas present. And it's clearly used. Yeah, go back and read the description. There was nothing in there that. So I mean, that's a whole separate topic. But you know, I still, you know, I win some and I lose some. I guess. So Av will tell you. She 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 seen me on phone calls in the <laughs> middle of the night talking with eBay. Like, look at my ratings. Take this off. This is not true. Yeah. I called you guys because one negative thing I, brings the whole shit I down. Got to, I got to share this one. <laughs> so. I sold a gumball machine a week or two ago. <laughs> I got a, my a gumball machine. I have Your, uh, garage I have, sale. You find that a garage sale? Uh, I think it was at Goodwill for a couple <laughs> bucks. <laughs> so carousel gumball, nice old metal vintage gumball machine. I think I sold it for like fifteen bucks. I get a negative feedback. I have like nineteen eighty-two positive feedback, hundred percent. I get a negative feedback from this guy. I try to put M&Ms through it, and they're all jamming up. <laughs> so I did a little research, and you know there are some carousel gumballs that you can put M&Ms through. Right. But I'm I'm just envisioning this as you know the peanut M&Ms that are like two together because they yeah. didn't go through. M&Ms just getting <laughs> jacked up. Yeah. So. So I get a negative feedback because the M&Ms aren't going through this gumball machine properly. Oh, and then the guy tries to tell me that, you know, I'll accept a partial refund. Right. Um, you know. And it's so just, now, and now you, you're not at 100% no more. I'm at like 99.5. Yes. It just grinds my gears. Oh, yes. I know. I know. I know the feeling. I was so. there. I was, I, obviously, I didn't do it as long <laughs> as you did. But I was at 400 at the time. I was like at 400 reviews. You know, 100%, and, and then I was went through this thing three back to back to back, and it was like over things just like that. Oh, well, this iPad has a scratch. The picture you took wasn't, you know, um, it didn't take this how it didn't take the length of the scratch. So I took a picture and said, hey, this is a scratch when I was selling Tony's iPad. Uh-huh. I took this, but what I didn't put was 
the, the length of the scratch, how long the scratch was. <laughs> and so I called, you know, eBay and I said, hey, is there any way you can take this off? Look, I've been with you guys for this long. Yeah. Nope, there's nothing we can do. And so now, uh, on a side note, now when I talk to people and they're saying, you know, yeah, you should look on eBay and people are afraid, like, no, I don't know if I want to buy something from eBay. I'm like, listen, eBay looks out for you a oh, lot yeah. more than they will look out for me. So Absolutely. you don't ever have to worry about getting gypped from eBay. Yeah. But as far as... Yeah, selling on it. It was and it was too it's, stressful, man. Yeah, and some people figure out the whole game of it as a buyer. And like I had something else the other day. I they're like without even emailing you to ask you how you're going to address it. I need a I need a refund. I'm going to leave negative feedback. Blah blah blah. So I just refund it. Like yeah, yeah. that twenty dollar item. If they ship it back, it's going to cost me another ten bucks in shipping. I might as well just eat it. But I probably shouldn't have just said that on a podcast because now a bunch of people know all the, the tricks. But but I mean it's, it's but, frustrating. But, but that's the thing, though. I mean, but for those listening, you know, no, e- eBay is not easy. And, you know, and you have to show up consistently, like you're saying at the time. You know, I was minimizing some things with eBay. You got you need all the shipping stuff, and actually we're starting to get a shipping station upstairs. So it's starting to look like the. It's starting to remind me sometimes getting the bag. <laughs> Especially AV was like, I yeah, need you to get a digital scale. And I'm like, oh, oh no, oh no. Yeah, it's starting. But you know, but yeah, but the sh- the shipping is the worst. You know what? The shipping will get you, bite you yeah. in the butt if you. I got an email go. today from PayPal. You have a balance of a dollar forty four for not, you know, measuring something correctly. I know I measure correctly. A lot of times I measure longer and put in. Yeah, yeah. You know, higher dimensions just to make sure I don't have that. So it's just a, it's a constant battle. It, but it you is. know, it's exhausting, it is, man. It is profitable, but you have to be able to deal with the stress of those transactions that go wrong that are just frustrating because you know you're in the right. Right, right. And uh, and you have to be consistent, too, with that, with eBay, yeah. especially, you know, garage sailing, like you're saying, yeah. Salvation Army, Goodwill, all of yeah. those. It, yeah, and I think that's how I've kind of, you know, none of the things that, none of the stuff I have around the house that I'm trying to sell I'm attached to, you know. It, it's just... It's that thrill of, you know, finding an item for a buck and selling it for 50. Um, Have you ever tried to sell shirts? I try to sell shirts. Clothing, I'm not really yeah, into. I was it's not easy for shipping, but... yeah. It's a lot of work. I don't have any mannequins. I don't really want to have mannequins around the house. <laughs> I, I oh, had he went out on scouting for a I, mannequin. I, I, want, I got a man- Stop the madness. Got the mannequin like, and everything. Still, yeah. still couldn't sell it. Yeah. I still have some FUBU stuff I bought that's hanging in my closet. That's really weird. You would actually look like, cool with it. You should have <laughs> worn that here. Uh, seen you with a FUBU shirt. I, you know, I posted clothes on Marketplace and sold them all just on a hanger. Yeah, and that's finding the the right avenue or outlet to sell it. And I, th- I'm finding that there's some things that are just very difficult to ship or very difficult to describe. You throw it on marketplace, and um, yeah, it's and then it's tough meeting with people on marketplace. But that's the only thing. That's a that's, whole different. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole different topic. topic. Yeah, yeah. Was, but the good thing is you get to see the person's face. Well, if they're legit. If they're yeah, because I'm, I was trying to sell some on marketplace and. Guy wanted some headphones or something, and of course his profile picture on Facebook, he was smoking a joint, and he was like all, you know, pants hanging down. I'm like, oh no, how about I don't sell you those headphones? Sorry, they're sold. Um, but that's a good thing. You can see yeah. that on Craigslist, you can't. Right. Craigslist is another. eBay, you can't see that either, can you? you eBay, you're sending it. You, know, you don't oh, ever yeah, see yeah, it. Right. Well, you can do pickup too if you wanted to, but yeah. most of the time it's just selling. But kudos to you for still doing it, man. Yeah. 
I, you know, every now and then I think about it and I just get the chills. <laughs> it's just one of those, I mean, some people are cut out for it. Some people aren't. I, I, I was good, but you know, but you know, for me, it comes a point to know, okay, now I had to know when to quit. Yeah. You get your systems in place. I'm really good at making custom boxes and. <laughs> oh yeah. You get good shipping. Using all the, the free stuff thing. from USPS and wrapping it with brown paper. You know, I got it all down to a T. A lot of people, if people listening to this podcast, if you're on eBay, go to the USPS. It's free. You can order boxes and they'll send them to your house. And most of the boxes you can order online are not the ones that are in the post in the office stores, you walk yeah. in. Right. And so you get them all for free. And, you know, eBay used to do the shipping stuff. They used to give yeah, you $25 of credit, and you can use that towards getting the tape, like okay. the, the tape that has eBay on it. I never took advantage of that. Oh, yeah. And they ask you, like, where would you get that tape from? Because it says eBay on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, old. Can I get a roll of that eBay tape? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people do sell the eBay tape on eBay. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Well, my, you sold empty boxes. Yeah, that was my best sale. Empty box. Really? I saw. I said Apple it was box? empty. Yeah. Oh, that stuff goes for a mint. I had somebody the other day that I'm selling a 27-inch cinema display, and they wrote me and they said, uh, do you have the original box for it? No, I don't. Oh, sorry, not interested. Yeah. So I don't know if it was just for transport yeah. transportation purposes or if they really have to have that box. <laughs> Yeah, I was selling empty boxes. I would sell screenshots to AV and be like, look, this one just sold $37. <laughs> I got a bunch of iPhone boxes I need to list. Oh, yeah. Do you, a minimum, 15 bucks and up <laughs> for an empty box. Huh. Throw a little pamphlet in there with a sticker. <laughs> you can put your business cards in there. Yeah. <laughs> now that's, and I know we're getting on the, e, the welcome to the eBay podcast. Right. <laughs> the, uh, and now when you send your stuff, do you do this? I did it. Um, do you put a little note card in it and say thank you? I don't. It's There's probably some t personal touches I could put on it. I mean, I'm shipping in Amazon boxes with the old Amazon tape and covering the label up with my new one. And But, yeah, I haven't really put oh, much index, effort into that. Index card, thank you. Huh. Oh, no, wait, wait, I have to tell you. I'm going to totally tell on you for a second. And then you flip it and say a review is always cool. Yeah, that's what he he loves index cards. He even would give gifts like a little tiny notebook, huh. or or um you were you gave away a lot of notebooks, or you would just I had a lot. You and he would just give little little snips or or, or a sketch pad, and I'm like, what are you doing? I was just giving a little extra. I'm like, oh my that's God. how I got to four hundred so quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like your power whatever. I was a powered dude at the and and I had just started. I yeah. knew what I was what I was doing. But shipping was jacking me up. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, kind of, that I'm kind of the point where I'm not really worried about how many I have. It's just keeping that one negative off there. You know, it's like <laughs> well, you got to wait a whole year. There's now. some people that six will. Months. I don't. For what? To, to get that review off. Oh, you can dispute it. Like I disputed that one. Did it come right off? away? I haven't checked. I think I it was still there the other day. Yeah, I don't think they they, they don't come off easy. Yeah, I've gotten them removed before. Have you? Just like personal attacks and stuff like that and just yeah. ebay can see all the transactional history and communications between you and they will rule in your favor if they find that the buyer's being ridiculous yeah but, yeah yeah so yeah and i think you know it's just a matter of it's pathetic that you have to be that way but it's just the i'm still laughing about the m&ms in the gumbo oh yeah i mean i still laugh about that every this day is what people do. burning up that may be a troll you know there's a lot of trolls on ebay 
Oh, and the, the best part of it is I go and look at his items for sale and he's got the thing listed for more money and he doesn't say anything in it about it being messed up. Oh, the, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what they do. They try to get a small refund and then they can and then mark it up it. and sell yeah. for more. Yeah, there's so many, like, there's so many things that they do, like little, you know, tricks of the trade that, that they do. But anyway, and that's it for the eBay podcast. <laughs> Love is anything you want to is anything you want to uh, wrap this conversation up with other than than eBay. Well, I wasn't really a fan of eBay. You know, I'm an Amazon person, so that's that's where I go. But um, so grateful again. I mean, obviously, we're gonna be here for a while, so uh, we're gonna ha- hang out for. I'm a while with you, so hopefully you don't get tired of us too fast. No. But <laughs> um, so grateful for um, you know the connection, what you're, what you've allowed us to do, and um, looking forward to whatever the future holds for um, all of us uh, expanding our our ventures because you never know what may happen in the future. For <laughs> right? sure, for sure. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Well, cool. So again, thanks for everyone for listening to this podcast. Subscribe, leave a review. It really helps. And again, thank you all that um, that take the time and energy to listen to this. And from all of us to you, with love, from Avion Studios, myself, Avi, and Andrew, I say uh, thank you for listening. Much love. <laughs>